0: Welcome to Elevated Consciousness. My name is Alessandro. I am the founder of Guided Light Healing. And it is my absolute pleasure to be your host for today's episode. This week, I wanna get into something that helped me back for many, many years in my life. I've always said the things that have affected me have sort of been a level 10 so that I would be able to find a way through it. That engineer part of my brain, that part of me that is always going, I have to solve this. I cannot rest until I find the solution to this. The thing that I was held up by is This whole idea of learning, we as human beings, we have this deep need. We've talked about this before to fit in, to be liked, and look around and see people who resemble us. Now, years and years, years ago, that meant the difference between being cast out of a tribe and essentially having a safe space and those people who would look out for us and who would fulfill different jobs that maybe we weren't good at. Well, I think that's one of the things that really messes up how we learn. Our need to be liked, our need to be perfect. Now, while I love the idea of striving for perfection, One of the things that I have to break to every person who is chasing perfection is you are already perfect. That is a fact. And as you guys go on to learn more about the spiritual, energetic, scientific laws of the universe, as you learn more about soul contracts and past lives and agreements, and you actually start to see behind the veil you're going to see how perfect you already are you're going to see that people who need you to play certain roles in your life you do that so perfectly when somebody needs to be challenged so that they can expand their way of thinking they can grow on a soul level that is exactly what you help them to do by confronting them with challenge, confronting them with criticism or all the other things that we've probably felt guilty about before. You played those roles perfectly. So going back to this need, this need to fit in and be liked, and I guess be special. That's one of the big things that we're all missing as kids we can always justify a way that our parents treated us like we weren't special and then we actually in some way some form form the belief (laughs) that we weren't special and it just only blows up from there on throughout our life so As kids, we want to be liked, we want to fit in, and we somewhere, probably from our parents, our teachers, somebody says, oh, it's really important at all times to have the right answer. And that was ingrained in me. If you weren't right, then you are wrong. But this idea of wrong was so damaging. You see. The greats, the ones who have forever changed the world, the ones who there's only one or two of them every hundred years that we hear about, that we write about, maybe a few more than that, but not many, they did something that nobody else in the world thought of or achieved. Now, if we think about how they went about doing their stuff, they were the first to create in the world, which means There were no answers to what they were seeking. There was no getting it right. And a lot of us never consider how, what was their journey like and how did they get to become the best in the world? So there are these two paths and today in society, one of the things that man, this threw me, our education systems specifically in the United States had the person who essentially founded public education at the time of the 1850s took the education program that became the foundation for everything we did in the United States with education from Russia. So essentially all of the control and the limitation. It was essentially one of the worst education programs that they could have ever chosen. And one would have to ask, well, why did we choose that? You know, that just doesn't make any sense that we would go with a program like that in a country where we believe in creating the world's best and leaders and people like that. Well, the only thing I can tell you is that there were polar opposites. There are people who believe in that, and then there are people who want power and control. And in that situation, the people who wanted power and control over others, they may have won out. (laughs) And they extracted a program from Russia in education that taught people to fall in line, that taught people to take directions really well, that taught them not to be very smart, so that they wouldn't question the things that they were told to do. And this was something that was implemented in the United States in the early 1900s. You see, before this everyone was homeschooled and they produced some of the most brilliant minds in the United States. And then came about this idea of public education and the States and how the states should be in control of this. And people were like, well, it'd be great not to have to teach my kids anymore. (laughs) I'm sure, right? Parents are like, I would love a little extra time in my life. And it was just a perfect storm. And we got to this place of an education system that has been more concerned with getting people to blend mesh together than creating the next great minds of the world. And it's been this way for over... I would say, 100 years in the United States now. So we've got all of these elements together. Again, I always talk about how things in the world are constantly working against us, all of the contagions. And this education system, this idea that we have to have the right answers to be liked is just the most insane idea From where I'm looking at now and everything I've known and talking to source all these years, it is absolutely insane our need to not get things wrong and always have the right information. And if we were to look at history, and like I said, these greats that I'm talking about, the ones that we write books about and have talked about for some hundreds of years and longer, They took a very, very different path. And I want to talk about today something I learned that forever changed my life. You see, going back to I had that thing. I wanted so bad to be perfect. I was inside and out a perfectionist. And I did everything I could to... Try and get it right. Now, if you have listened to any of our podcasts on the law of focus, you'll know that when we focus on trying to be right and be perfect, we get the opposite, right? (laughs) That is exactly what we don't get. And it was the best thing to ever happen to me because early on in school, I was a Bit withdrawn from the curriculums and the things that they were teaching in school. Of course, I loved math, I loved science, but there were things that now looking back today, I'm so glad I detached from and disagreed with. But back then, I thought it came down to I just wasn't very smart and that I was going to have to find other ways to essentially connect and be liked and be a part of a community which we all go through and I wasn't unique in that way. So going through sort of this education, kind of half in this education system, I didn't fall into a lot of the pitfalls of just the submitting to information and not questioning information and asking A lot of times, well, why is it this way? Why can't it be this way? Essentially kind of being half in, learning, half out, and discovering. Well, after enough time and realizing that, and I thought it was me, I thought my brain just was not built for this. And it's so funny, years later, I didn't find out. I was actually off the charts for what I would have hoped for when I was younger, smart. Until my early to mid twenties, I didn't realize how powerful and capable of a brain I had. And it, I had a moment of being sad that the education system just misses people like myself and other people all the time. When I work with clients and I get to see their kids and now all these years later, when I look in and kind of scan their brains and clock their intelligence and see that their intelligence is off the charts and they're not doing well in school it's just everyone's kind of floored by this so this idea that our education systems are perfect or even great is so far from the truth and i can tell you it's so far from the truth because anytime i've ever dealt with a child who isn't doing well in school and I apply some of the principles that we use at Guided Light Healing and some of the spiritual, energetic, scientific laws of the universe, man, that kid has a remarkable ability to learn, to articulate, to demonstrate. It is off the charts, which that was one of the things that really, as I started seeing this over the years, It was a showstopper for me and going, wow, there was really something wrong with our system because all of these people who are troubled or having problems or not very smart, they're testing off the charts. What's going on here? And like I said, it brought me to recall my life and go, I was going through a lot of the same stuff. So over the years, I went way deep. I was just scouring for as much information as I could find on the neuroscience world, on human behavior, on the biology of our bodies, and how all of these things integrate together, the mechanics of actions and the mind and how they relate. And I started to learn all these things. And then there was a point where I was consuming all this knowledge. I had this deep, deep urge to start to study the greats. And every person I intuited as having something that was really, really going to be significant in my life and guided light healings development. I went in and I read everything I could about people like Leonardo da Vinci, like Thomas Edison and Benjamin Franklin and hundreds and hundreds of other amazing, amazing people. And then it started to all come in together really clear. And that is my path, as I was becoming more and more successful, I immediately realized and, and I thought it was, I was getting stuck with this, but I didn't realize it was my sole path to, at a very early age, start to travel a path that others don't travel. You see, we all try to fit in. We all want to be accepted. We all want to have the right answers. But as far as for changing the world, it doesn't do much there, right? You're not picking a path that's not traveled. And a path that has been traveled before, what do you get? (laughs) More of things that have already been done. So, all of this, all of these things kind of ran together for me. And then when I really started to look at how we were learning, I realized, again, all of these things that were working against us, this need to be told what the right answer is. And where exactly that comes from, I guess it's the pedestals around us. Our parents were taught this way. But in life, we are constantly going, just tell me what the right answer is, and I'll get it, and I'll be accepted, and I'll be great. And we kind of never outgrow this. We always are looking to have the right answers. But one of the things I want to tell you about that, when it comes to social relationships and connecting with people, the people that always have the right answers, (laughs) something interesting happens. People don't want to get close to a know-it-all. Somebody who is so good with information, somebody who always has the right answers, people don't want to be around that person. And it's something we never think about. And I think it is hilarious that every time I bring this up to a person and I ask them, I put them in this situation and go, okay, so who is the smartest person you know? And they'll tell me and I'll go, great. What would it be like to be around that person 24 And almost immediately, people land on the conclusion, ooh, it'd be a little rough. I'd feel not smart and (laughs) I would feel like I didn't have anything to contribute and I I wouldn't feel like an equal and all of these other things. And this is the truth of the matter. Now, society, it's very heavily focused on having the right answers all the times, but I think that hasn't done us any favors, and the people who end up going this route don't ever amount to much anyway. So going back to these these beings who forever changed the world, when people sat down and they asked them about their lives, one of the things that always came up in these biographies was people would ask them, how smart do you feel like you are? And all of these amazing, amazing beings like Einstein, when asked how smart they thought they were, they all rated themselves very average. And it was a common thread all the way through. Not one of these beings who have changed the course of history ever saw themselves as anything more than ordinary and that, that that was essentially a requirement of all these people. Now, you've got Charles Darwin, who, again, somebody who forever changed the way we look at nature and the world and survival. He, same thing, considered himself very, very average. And then I, I believe it was a cousin who was off the charts genius, and he ended up doing nothing with his life. So this idea that genius is a good thing and having the right answers is a good thing throughout the course of history, I can't tell you one notable person who has had perseverance to push through and been brilliant. The, at least the, I have the right answer brilliant. I know what to say perfectly, the first time. Brilliant. I haven't seen one person who has had that throughout history and like I said, made it to that top place in the podium. So it brings you to think about, well, having the right answer, getting the answer right the first time, by definition, that's that's essentially like a robot, right? we're aspiring to be robots to be able to hear information and parrot it back perfectly and be able to retain that a year later 10 years later but there's this also this kiss of death that i have seen that comes with this and that when we can store information and have the answers that way it makes us in a way very very lazy and this is the one of the connection i've seen with people who are genius is they have the information there. They don't have to work for it. They don't integrate it at all. And they end up not learning to be able to push through the inevitable obstacles that are essentially proving ground to forever change the world in the way it sees things. So these are really important things. I want you guys to slow down and take this in. Take in these points that I'm flying through and really let them hit and register that the way genius is revered and what genius has actually done, the, that that fact recollection and that quick problem solving and everything essentially comes easy too, has not created the great minds of this world. So what has then, Well, going back to each of these great minds who, when they were asked, you know, how do you see yourself? And they all reply pretty much word for word is very ordinary and average in that I had to work harder than other people. Well, that's interesting. Had to work harder than other people. What that meant in these amazing beings' lives was they were used to struggling And when struggle arose, they go, well, this is nothing new. This is the same level of struggle I deal with daily. Sure, I'm going to push through this. And they were very good at pushing through. And this was the same thing in my life where I was very good at constantly hearing, nope, nope, you don't got it. You don't got it. You don't got it. And just myself going, all right, this burning desire to get it to, to learn. I, I always loved learning things outside of you need to learn this. I wanted to learn everything else except for that. You need to, <laughs> but I, I would suck things up and I would play and a lot of times not get things right. And then I started to know this notice this pattern by my mid 20s, that when people would look at things I was doing in my performance and things, they were blown away. And they would always ask me, Who taught you to do that? And my reply, interesting enough, was, Oh, no one taught me. I just, I kind of figured it out on my own. I sat and started playing. And just like, and, and this is so funny, I had this opportunity as a kid. My father was incredible, still is incredible at working on cars. And I would kick myself years later and going, how did you not tap that man's knowledge? I mean, I learned to do brakes and I, I learned to do oil change and a few other things, but he knew so much at the time that had I had I just soaked it all up, I mean, it, it would have been great years later. So anyway, years later, I all that time in my life, I was doing my own thing as usual. And it was years later that I started taking an interest again. in. well, obviously with the whole healing stuff, I like seeing how things work and being able to repair and fix things. And that goes from one area to another to another. And I'm constantly learning and growing in these areas. And same thing, I just not too long ago decided to jump into cars and figure it out. I have a few cars I love and a motorcycle, and uh, there are inevitably a few reflective things popping up. And I was like, well, I'm going to jump in and fix this myself and teach myself. And a very short period of time later... And it wasn't about getting it all right. It was about constantly (laughs) getting it wrong. Well, that didn't work. (laughs) That didn't make it start. Uh, That didn't sound good. And it was going by feel. And this is essentially the thing that I had picked up somewhere in my life was just to feel it out. And because there was no pressure from somebody looking down at me, I was able to explore into essentially play to get things wrong and then very, very quickly get to a very competent place. And I know I got to a pretty confident play, competent place because I would measure with my intuition how quickly I grew. And I think when i had started out, my car skill level was at like 17%. And then I got to like a 68% Within a very, with a matter of, I think it was about three to five months, I got that far. Now, to give you an idea, just to these percentages you're always hearing me use. I would consider a 92, 93, like a competent professional. And some of those people study years and years of mentorships and things like that to learn to work on cars and bikes and things like that. And in a very short amount of time, because I was allowed to essentially experiment, get it wrong, no consequences, except for maybe a little money, a broken part here or there, but then me going, ooh, this is exciting, I get to fix this part now too. Trust me, it wasn't always that. I had my days of being frustrated, a lot of days of being frustrated, a lot of days of going, man, this is wasting so much time. But where I ended up in a very short amount of time, and this is just the latest example. I constantly push things till I get to at least a 94 to a 97, 98 mastery. So I I've got this, this drive to keep going because I I don't stop with failure. So this has brought about a lot of amazing achievements in my life and then like i said seeing this in my own life time after time after time again and then when i started learning about this idea that there are there's this common thread it's essentially that the great masters of the world they achieved 10,000 hours of study of integration all these things in their field And that was one of the things that attributed to their greatness. Well, then I hacked the formula of, well, what is a good 10,000 hours mastery versus putting 10,000 hours, putting 11,000 hours and not being any deeper than 6,500 hours into the mastery? What was it that made some count and others not count? So putting all this together and then remembering that all of these all of these great minds they didn't have a mentor or teacher now some of them did for a year 6 months or 2 years leonardo da vinci had one but they they didn't have these mentors and teachers forever they had them for a little bit of time and the really really great ones allowed them to discover to get things wrong and to not finish projects i mean Leonardo da Vinci was famous for not finishing projects that he was commissioned on. I mean, there were countries that were laughing at him because the the guy could not finish the things that he was commissioned to do. So we've been told essentially all the wrong things with education. One, we've been told that at least in the United States and other countries that our education systems are the best. And they were picked on purpose for wrong reasons. And it was picked by people, fear-based people who wanted control over people, wanted control and power in the world. And that's how a lot of this stuff came to be. Now, I would say we also have this other fault. And this is something I see with the medical establishment is nurses, doctors, especially in Western medicine, they take all these essentially rules that get handed down from labs and science experiments and things like that, which sounds like it should be that way. But the problem is, is take, for example, virology. It it was really interesting. I just saw an article about five months ago that virology might not actually exist in another shorter period of time from now. And the reason being is because Our virology was supposed to be based, so for something to be a virus, it had to go through this check system. You had to essentially be able to take a sick person, you had to be able to isolate down the very, very specific thing that got them sick, and then you should be able to reinfect somebody and then isolate it back down. And... So these were essentially the steps in virology that they were supposed to be followed. And then you would know that you had a virus. Well, it's really, really interesting that this was the foundation of virology, but it has not been followed ever. And this was essentially what the whole system was based on. And then you've got these people, these scientists going, well, we've never once actually done that. We've never actually, We Well, it wasn't that they didn't want to do it. We just don't have the technology still to this day on the planet to be able to isolate a virus to its core, core components and go through this process to prove something is actually a virus. What's actually happening is they kind of distill it down a tiny bit and then they reinfect it. But there's a thousand variables in the sample that they bring down. They reinfect which there could be pollutants, there could be toxins, and all these other things, and there are. So they never do this. And my point with this whole thing is, is that our whole system of what is a virus was never questioned. And this is one of the big problems that has bit us in the butt, I would say many, many times, is we are not brought up to question information. It's crazy today, you turn on the news, And they are now saying, you know, to critically think, to analyze the information you are getting is irresponsible. You hear what I just said, like to question the information, to do your own research, that is irresponsible. That is what they are telling us in mainstream areas right now, which just blows me away. And again, it just goes to this idea that this education system that was picked from Russia in the 1850s and brought to the United States, it has a hold of us. And as you start to compare all these, this data, these details, start to look at the people who have forever changed the world and then look at geniuses. And and this is one of the things that it just baffles me. All of the geniuses, the quote unquote, high Q off the chart people, When you look and examine their lives, they never achieve anything. Like I said, you can, I would love for you guys to tell me somebody who has, but I've seen so many cases of this throughout my years that when somebody is so used to having the answers right away, the first time they're stumped on something, they quit and they walk away and they just, they don't have it in them to push through. So again, a lot of food for thought here. But now I'm going to, I want to take all of this information that we've kind of laid down and I want to change your life today with something that is something I hope it becomes your nature, it gets to your heart, it shifts your soul, and you start to live differently from today on. It's this idea that, like I said, having the right answer is the right way to go hearing information and being able to parrot it back but if we look at history if i give you examples from my life from my clients lives it's something way different from that it is this idea that there is right and wrong that would be the first component of this this idea that you have to get it right now take it as in you are stuck at something and you ask somebody what is the answer on this great these variables that you've seen so there are, let's say there are 6 variables in the order that they happened you now have this right answer well great now the variables are rearranged you try to do it again boom you're stuck the answer you were given doesn't work you ask for another answer now what happens is we, we know we, all we've really done here is learn to, when you're stuck, when in doubt, ask somebody else. <laughs> that is the skill set we're picking up here. But had we been with these variables and tried, got it wrong, tried, got it wrong, and done that a bunch of times, and then eventually we maybe got the right answer, we saw how the pieces work together, we have something much more valuable than the right answer. We have an understanding of how a process works. And now there's something amazing that we gain on top of that. Now, because we've figured out this process, when the process happens in other ways, we can apply what we know about it and we can deduce the right answers of that as well. So, One of the things I got from Thomas Edison, a lot of people don't know about him, was when he invented the filament for the light bulb, this guy showed up day after day after day trying to get the filament right. He has been noted by saying it took him 10,000 tries to get the filament of the light bulb right. Now, think about that. Do you know, can you comprehend how difficult it would be to show up every day to put together a new sample, to try different wirings and everything else, to know in your heart this should work and day after day after day after day for years, 10, well, 9,999 tries getting it wrong. Could you keep going with something like that? No way. Most of us quit at like six or seven tries. And then we're asking, we're doing a Google search. And this thing has been lost in history, this idea of understanding how things work, not just jumping to the right answer. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I see a lot of people struggle with spiritual growth. I see a lot of people struggle with the spiritual world. What's the number one thing you hear about people who are in the spiritual world or were in the spiritual world, I should say? Ah, that stuff. It doesn't work. I tried it. it It just, you know, it worked a little bit here, but it didn't work there. It's the the same thing that essentially poisons our ability to be genius, to forever change the world. We've been programmed that, if it doesn't work, then there must be something wrong with it. It can't be we don't understand how it works, right? So I see a lot of people in the spiritual world are so bent on getting the right answer the first time. And I don't see anybody, almost anybody ever go, you know, I'm good to play with this for the next five years until I figure out the the exact formula that gets things to work and how all of these components relate together, I'm in it for the long haul. I don't need to be right once. Now, that's a really difficult thing because, again, we have this programming inside of us that if we don't get things right, we won't be liked, which we discussed is wrong. <laughs> and What we should be thinking is, if I get this wrong enough times, I'm going to make everybody feel amazing because they're going to feel super smart around me. And you would, you would be very, very popular because every person who had these parts about them that didn't feel like they were acceptable, like they weren't smart, they could be themselves around you. And talk about acceptance, acceptance. This is where you gain the highest levels of accept, uh, acceptance, popularity, all of those things. But again, we have been given the wrong advice with regard to this stuff. So taking all this into learning, and I want to give you a little bit of insight on what we do at Guided Lay Healing and what has made our results in people's lives so much different. It's because we inspire a way of thinking. We don't give the right answers. I mean, we do give steps in our our advanced programs and things like that, but we don't jump straight to, here's the answer. You're in this situation, memorize this answer. What we do is we teach people how to think in these situations. So, for example, in our dark force courses... I mean, that's something you don't hear every day, but our dark force courses, there aren't very many in the world. And I can tell you from experience, all the ones I have found are terrible. <laughs> one, they tell you there is only one way of doing something, and you end up in this scenario do this. Well, I can tell you personally, I spent a good portion of my life fighting my way out of that world. So I've learned a bit about it. Just when you learn a way to do something, the next time you're in a dark force situation, which sometimes is a few hours later, a variable has changed and what originally worked to get you out of it is not working this time. So the way the world works is that it is about New information is always added in, new variables, new details always come in. And the having the right answer, if you don't understand the right formula and how things really work, having the right answer is going to do nothing for you, just like it has done nothing for the geniuses who had these big promises of delivering these amazing things in the world, but never do. It's because it is in the wrong that will create genius so this is what i've learned in my life and this is what one of the things that i think makes the guided light healing programs so special is that we teach it is so much better to get things wrong for months so learn a concept let's say something like manifestation or let's say the big topic right now is the law of soul balance and the law of reflections. If you start learning about reflections, yes, there are some spiritual, scientific, energetic laws at play, but there is also reading the environment, reading the situation, and there are a lot of variables in each situation. It would be nice if it was just one and two, it's a reflection, but sometimes there's 16 components, 17 components of a reflection. Now, if you try to memorize the components and what the answer should be for those components, you're going to have to memorize a million plus of these different variations and you're still not going to get the right answer because there's more combinations than that. So this idea of living in the wrong When you do that, okay, so we're always like, well, I want to get it in four. I want to get it in eight. Throw that out the window. What I would encourage you guys to do is do 998, okay? We're like, I want to get it right in 10. Forget about that. Go for, I want to get it right in 15,000. I want to get it right in 100,000. Get rid of this idea that I need to get it right. Start to embrace this idea of, I want to feel into all the variables. And when I do this, what happens? When I do this, what happens? And essentially, just like what I did with a car, when I would go in, I would make adjustments here and there, and I would listen. How does this change the idle? How does this change the power? How does this change... (laughs) Whether it runs or not, it's about going in and playing and get getting to know each of the actual individual components. This is what true knowledge is, and in with spiritual growth, I see too many people who are going. Well, I just want the knowledge so that I am further ahead, and a lot for a lot of us, this comes down to that core component of I want to be special and I want to be liked and if I know all this information and I've gotten it all together then I will be special I will be liked nobody is really focused on really wanting to know at the most core 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 levels how things really work but that is real genius that is real knowledge I can tell you all these years later, after having all of these goals in 10,000 Hours Mastery with financial, with relationships, with communication, with healing the body, with intuition, all of these areas that I went through these 10,000 Hour Mastery programs, something amazing happened. And this is one of the things that gave birth to this show was once i had all of this knowledge inside of me i did something interesting i well as a teacher i'm constantly having to teach the basics over and over again the foundations over and over again but something really interesting happened in that when i started to look at the basics again the foundations of what we teach i started to go wait a minute here these basics are not basics. They are complex and they have layers and they've got all of these elements and flavors and colors and these temperatures that are involved in this that I never considered before. And when I went back and started looking at these basics, I started finding out that something I learned in an hour became something that I could talk for a year about the complexity of this basic and how it works and the science and how it plays with this and how it works in this situation, why it was invented and all of these things. And I'll tell you right now, between having the right answer or understanding something that is a foundation in the most complex ways ever, and again, Between these two of having advanced knowledge of advanced things like, we'll say, teleporting. (laughs) Is that a real thing in the spiritual world? Kind of, but more on that later. If I had to choose between the knowledge of the really, really advanced things that nobody has ever heard of or understanding at the basics and the complex advanced ways that I do, I would choose that stuff. because. I will tell you that the second I understood the basics, the foundations, the depth that I do now, that was the thing that made my performance almost 100% at all times in areas that I wanted to. So with regard to healing the body, it was that stuff, understanding that stuff that well, and it took a lot of error. It took a lot of guesses and going, whoa, I think things work this way with this basic. Let me give it a, uh, a try. And having it work a bunch of times and then going, well, let me change the variable again and see if it works. Let me change the variable again. Oop, now it's not working. Actually seeking out the failure is what helped me to have this profound knowledge that that I have to give and to teach was seeking out failure, going, how can I make this fail? What variables will cause this to fail? And I could tell you more about all the ways something will fail. Well, what does that give me? Well, it gives me an understanding of what the parameters are that it can function with. And when you understand the parameters of things, it is a game changer when it comes to actually succeeding at things when you really need it to work. You see, this idea that we need things to work, we don't. I mean, there's no grade at the end of this life of going source going, well, you, <laughs> you didn't make this work. That's it. It's <laughs> the grading system is more, wow, you had this knowledge And you lived in it. You weren't afraid to get it wrong. You weren't afraid to not achieve anything notable for 20 years of your life in order to figure this out. And I will tell you right now, the click of getting the right answer versus the click of knowing how something works, to be able to, uh, again, uh, know your audience, but to be able to take apart every single piece of a car. To look at these pieces individually and to know where they go back together to build a car, that is the most rewarding knowledge I've ever experienced in my life. And having the knowledge of how to build the world's fastest car, but not knowing how the basics of a car worked, that's a recipe for disaster. And that's the way we are approaching our lives. We're going, give me the most advanced thing without any desire to really understand how all the components leading up to that work. Now, a lot of you might go, that's a lot of time. Well, that's where you have to have the love for this stuff and the perseverance and the maybe thinking that you are not a genius and expecting to get things wrong until one day, You no longer get things wrong because you've seen every combination of getting it wrong and now you only get things right. That is real knowledge. And that is the thing that I wish I could really just (laughs) force into people's brains, their hearts, their drive that to really be special, to really do special things. It's not about living in success. It's about living in failure. And this is something we're so afraid to apply to our knowledge. We're afraid that if we struggle with something for nine months, if we struggle with something for five years. Now, if we struggle and we do the same thing over and over again the same way, that's not knowledge. That's not growth. I'm talking about taking leaps and going, well, it didn't work this way. This doesn't seem like it will work at all, but let me give it a try this way. It's about going outside the box with failures and not even measuring the failures, not even caring about the success. Now, I understand there are areas in our life where we need successes and we need wins, but do we really? This is something we don't really consider. We don't really consider that our new careers the the ones that are the first in the world, there are going to be no rules. And if we don't fully understand all the ways it won't work, this thing that we're doing, then when it gets out to the masses, there are going to be people out there who debunk it because you better believe they're going to find ways it doesn't work. So this idea that knowledge is getting it right What I'm trying to impart to you guys today is maybe start to get to a place of going, well, if I can live in failure, in changing the variables, making different attempts daily, and just moving forward until I run out of different attempts and getting it wrong, until I cannot make something wrong anymore what would my life look like there? And the key there is you are getting close to mastery. You are getting close to perfect understanding and perfect knowledge. And I'll tell you, this is one of the things that is responsible for for creating almost every great mind we've had in the world is this formula. So, We've covered this from a lot of different angles today, but my, my point of this was one in particular for spiritual growth. We are all consumed by these levels, these higher levels that being at this higher level is going to change my life. But it's 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 sort of like they do in martial arts when a kid signs up for martial arts, they pay enough money and they get a, get a black belt and the kid's really happy. He's like, I got my black belt in martial arts. And then you ask, you know, well, what did you do to get it? Well, you know, I did this and this and this. That's four things. Four things get you a black belt? Yep. <laughs> and the first time in the real world, they need to depend on the knowledge of a black belt to get themselves out of a situation, (laughs) they fall flat on their face, literally, and it does nothing for them. Versus getting rid of this ranking system, this idea, this measuring. They always say, this is something I love when I learn this. They tell runners when they're running a race, if you look left, you look right you're going to lose the race. You're going to lose your balance. You start to go off path. You're going to trip and stumble. But if you just focus on where you're going, your chances of winning the race are so much higher. So I want you to think about this with knowledge and especially spiritual knowledge. Forget about this idea that it means anything in the world because having a belt, having a rank does not do anything for you you know, for a moment you, you'll feel special, but <laughs> you're very quickly going to realize how empty you feel. But truly knowing, truly being able to understand and explain things in a way that nobody else can, that in itself is rewarding to be able to fully understand something That is going to trigger dopamine releases. That is going to trigger the most amazing chemical responses in your body. For the sake of learning and figuring things out on your own, that is a type of win that, as you guys experience that, that is going to be the fuel that gets you to go deeper and to learn more and to get more wrong. So here's what I want to encourage you to do I want you to think of this idea of, throwing away this need to be right, to have the right answers, because all that does is it creates holes in foundation, especially in the spiritual world with spiritual growth. I want you guys to consider going, okay, can I live in this idea of experimenting, of trying something new every day with regard to a topic? So this idea of reflections that we talk about, this law of soul balance, can I Every day, try a new combination and keep going, hoping for failure, because the more failure I get, the more I'm going to keep going and I'm going to learn and grow. But if I get it right, I get it right, and that's the end of my growth. Can I decide every day to try new, to get it wrong, and to find all of the things that don't work? Can I do that? And then once I know all six hundred forty-two thousand ways this will not work, then I can decide one day to put this to use and go. Well, I know all the ways this isn't going to work. If I just don't do those, I can make this work repeatedly every single time. That's an interesting idea. This is what a true master does. This is what true consciousness is. It's understanding and having experienced all of the combinations that do not work and having extracted a formula that will work every single time because you've seen all of the negatives. So think about this and and maybe start to throw away this idea of being right and being recognized as having hit these amazing levels and maybe just get down to this place of going, we've been taught the wrong way to learn. We've been taught the wrong ways to be great. We've been taught, quite frankly, to not question things and to be just like everyone else. Is this the life you want? or? Can you put in your time? Can you go? If it takes 15 years, if it takes 25 years of getting it wrong, at some point I'm going to run out of getting it wrong and I'm only going to get it right after that. Then what will I be able to do with that? Trust me, trust me, trust me on this. It is the most rewarding kind of knowledge there is. I am so happy to be teaching the foundations and to learn more about the foundational things than I ever knew was possible before. To know that I have been able to go further with an understanding about the basics than the most advanced people have. It is a different kind of high. It is a different kind of feeling good. And that wasn't the goal. That is just the byproduct of going, I'm going to keep getting this wrong. I'm going to learn everything everything that does not work until there's no more. That is where brilliance comes from. That is where fortitude and a strong mind and a person who changes the world is born out of. So if you want to be of the highest service to humanity, if you want to forever change the world, if you want to be one of the greats, This is a formula I want you guys to consider because I'm telling you it works. It's worked in my life. It is something you will find in all of the stories of amazing beings. You'll find this common thread. So I want you to see if you can start to make this shift and start to change your life in this way. And I guarantee the fulfillment is going to go through the roof. So a lot to chew on this week but this is a topic that with a lot of you advanced men and women who are coming into guided light healing I'm seeing this want to really to to hit the highest levels of consciousness I don't know where it became this thing I want to be the most uh, conscious being on the planet it's not about that it's about knowing the formulas of everything and discovering the formulas on your own versus being told what the formulas are that is the most rewarding kind of growth i've ever experienced and this is the kind of growth i want to push you guys to because if you guys have this kind of knowledge everyone in the world is going to benefit from it versus having somebody come up ask you a question that you can't explain and then you know the world is where it is because that's been our education system. So with that being said, I hope this information shakes you to your core and I hope that that you guys really start to think about what it is to get things wrong and that maybe getting things wrong is the best kind of getting things right you can do. And the more you can live in that the more genius you will become. Think about it this way. Most people cannot live in getting things wrong all the time. If you learn to do that, you automatically separate yourself from the rest of the people in this world. All right, you guys, I've either popped a lot of bubbles, (laughs) spun enough people out for today, made your brains hurt, but I promise you, I will always do right by you guys and I always bring you the highest frequency information that is going to change your lives. I promise you guys sit with this and it will change your lives. And then you are going to change a whole lot of lives after this. All right, you guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for the stories and just the open hearts and the level of trust that you guys show up with. I've always said the truth is just something you don't need to prove. It just is. But it is so amazing to see you guys listen to your inner compasses and end up here and end up at Guided Light Healing. This show has brought about so much beautiful change and beautiful stories that I am so grateful to be a part of it. Now, with that being said, we are here on a mission to change the course of a lot of the collective consciousness on the planet right now. Anything you guys can do to get the word of this show out to people you meet, to people you love, to help... Make this place a higher conscious place, a more accepting place, a less limiting place. It would mean the world to us, and I know to source as well. So anything you guys can do to spread the word of mouth of this show would mean everything to us. I also want you to experience the most incredible life change this week. Sit with this information. The second you feel like you've got it and you want the more advanced stuff, we are here for you. Reach out to us at info at and we will get you to the advanced information, the faster, more cutting-edge tools that you guys are looking for. This information is meant to plant seeds and to get you guys to be what we talked about today. Because if you become this person we talked about today, there are no limitations to what you can achieve in this lifetime. So thank you guys for doing the work. Thank you guys for showing up. And thank you guys for your help in bringing this amazing information to the world. You guys have a beautiful rest of your week. My name is Alessandro. I'm the founder of Guided Light Healing, and this was Elevated Consciousness. Take care.